0: is your emergency broadcast
1: system welcome to another episode of hashtag is with beard and bald from hairless to shameless this is business as you've never heard it before episode 21 is sponsored by cowboy cricket farms are you in search of a tasty and adventurous source of protein order up crickets at cowboycrickets.com now buckle up it's showtime may god be with you all Showtime, and you are listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. If this is your first time listening, it surely won't be your last. But to make sure you never miss a future episode, you can go out to Anchor.fm/BizWithBeardBald and subscribe to the show and to listen to past episodes. And while you are there, if you would like to help us and your business, you can hit listener support, and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. So I am pumped because today's podcast is about the actual business of podcasting. And if you ever wanted to start a podcast or wanted to know what is a podcast, or if you have a podcast now and want to elevate it to the next level, where you can maybe actually make some money at it, then you've come to the right place as we have with us today, one of the world's best podcast experts. But before we bring him on, let me do the quick intro for you, our host of the podcast today. As always, from Atlanta, Georgia, I am the man whose face screams my Gen X are better than yours, the beard, Curfee Smith.
0: What you want, Grizzly
1: Adams? And joining me is my co-host, the man who is shorter than my CVS receipt and the second worst tragedy to hit Houston since Hurricane Harvey, the bald himself, Mr. Scott Schaefer. (laughs) Why are you so many? And no beard is perfect.
2: And guys <laughs> like Mr. Curfee, who try to grow that thick animal look on their face like Brock O'Hearn, um, really are just soup strainers that we complain about all day long at the restaurants. But anyway, reality is you can't change a tire or even chop wood, Beard. So what gives? You have a beard? I mean, great.
1: Is it to hide your two chins? I mean, <laughs> I've seen you since the winter. <laughs> Were you saying something? You need to speak up. I'm having a hard time hearing you over this majesty or awesomeness of my beard, my man. <laughs> so, uh, hey, speaking of
2: awesomeness, I will I will share something pretty good, and I don't know if you know it or our, our guest knows it. We don't have to dig into the weeds, ha, 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 or forest floors for me to share, but um, check it out. So I understand through some of my research as recent as last week that uh, 40% of women now prefer – um a clean shaven man and so rumor has it right, so 40
1: percent, right that's less well, than yeah. that's less than half i am smart i am smart s-m-r-t i mean S M A R T.
2: well let me finish because you're not going to want to defend the less than half <laughs> here in a second so um beards obviously you know are a trend and they've caught on but i understand i heard a rumor um that your ex your ex's husband is now attempting to grow a beard?
1: <laughs> attempting is probably a good word, but uh, yeah, that is right, my little friend. Uh, I've given him everything else. He might as well take my look too.
2: Mine, isn't this an
1: awkward moment?
2: <laughs> Ouch. Well, let's
1: let's move on before you have to pay him for that, not just her. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Uh, so with that, let's introduce our guest for today's podcast before I dig myself into another hole. We have a th- we have with us today the podcast expert. He helps entrepreneurs and brands become influencers, appearing as guests on top podcasts and public speaking. In 2015, he started the Create Your Own Life podcast, where he interviews the best in the world from New York Times bestsellers, Super Bowl champions, to billionaires. He also runs the Command Your Brand Media and Slate Media Productions. He has been featured in Forbes three times, Inc. four times, CIO magazine, influenza, BuzzFeed, and New Theory magazine. He has conducted I'm sorry, he has conducted nearly six hundred interviews from the New York City area, Mr. Jeremy Ryan Slate. Welcome to hashtag biz with beard and ball. Hey gentlemen,
0: what is up? And, and can I can I throw a little beard wisdom on you? Yeah. Um the band ZZ Top, famous for their giant beards, has one guy in the band named Beard, Frank Beard, the drummer. Um, he and he beard. does not have a beard or hair. There you go. Well, what I mean,
2: an intelligent man. Yeah. <laughs> well, notice the guy without the beard. The beard is bald,
1: man. Yeah, well, notice the guy with the beard and the bald is in the background. So Exactly what he just said. Well, obviously, like... Some
2: up to this point. He uh, probably felt a little left out during their tours, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Some of us just can't accommodate all that, uh, that animal masculinity. That's right. That's crazy. But anyway, um, after hearing that introduction, Jeremy, I, what the hell are you doing on this show?
0: Hey, man. Um, I'm, I'm not bald. I'm actually growing out my hair, and I dream of having a beard, so I guess that's probably why I'm here. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't let's
2: let's let's cut this off and stay G. I wouldn't wanna know about what those those dreams are like. But anyway, Jeremy, unlike the outdated <laughs> fad, my partner, Mr. Beard, is trying to keep going. And as I've already mentioned, the statistics are on the decline. Um, podcasting has become a phenomenon that a lot of people still haven't caught on to. I mean, obviously we we know that, you know, the trends are, are moving in the right direction, but uh, it's still kind of like that, that choo, 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 kind of oh, slow you, moving. You guys,
0: you guys have kind of hit the point now where your, your family members are vying for your attention because you are so famous now. <laughs>
1: More you
2: know, it's, it, it, it's interesting because, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that I had family members. Um, <laughs> I'm the father. Yes. But could you tell everyone, Jeremy, what, what, what exactly is podcasting and how did it start? Why is it important for people? Um, and or their businesses, especially to to get involved in it and do it.
0: Absolutely. So um, if you want to take it on the way back machine, podcasting was actually um, the first guy to coin the phrase podcasting. Though A lot of people have argued about this is former MTV VJ Adam Curry, um, who has a pretty awesome podcast that I listen to called really? No Agenda that makes fun of the news. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of where it started way back in the 2003, 2005 time period. And uh, basically it is a sound feed you can subscribe to because blogs are just take way too much energy to read man
1: so hey, Dan, um, you, yeah. you're you're pretty, you're, pretty, you're younger than us right uh, how, how, uh, yeah, i will be 32 next month okay so yeah when you say way back and you go down to 2003 2005 i said hey man i was in, I, I was to feel in high really school, so you know
2: <laughs> beard could be your father
1: luke skywalker i am your father <laughs> wow so, man don't go there so adam curry it, it started this right in 2003 yeah. 2005 so 2000. okay so how did it get going then
0: so basically, they were trying to figure out, how can people subscribe to a sound file? Then Apple jumped in. They're like, we now own this. And um, that's kind of you know, how podcasting has seen its growth. And gradually, over the years, it's become more and more featured. Last year, um, there were, by the end of the year, about 550,000 podcasts. And um, this year, by this point now, there is about 660,000. So it was a very fast-growing market. We're just about past the billion dollar mark in in annual ads spent on podcasts. So it is a huge growing market. There's a lot to to be done there. And it's interesting as well because since there's kind of no real like governing body or like, you know, typical standard rules around it, there's so much you can do with it right now. It, It is. Um, I guess a little bit of the Wild West in different ways you can make money with it. it You know, what I mean you could promote your yeah. business you could, um You could use it to get new coaching clients You could use it to grow your social media or even if you want to grow something really big Which it's not the way I recommend doing it, but get it big and then make ad money off of it,
1: right? Well, Jeremy when Bald and I started this we had no idea how to start and we made a lot of mistakes and same here, man we, Yeah, we still do um, <laughs> if you were to buy someone who's starting What are some mistakes you see people make right from the start um, that they need to try to avoid?
0: Well, they just they they hear entrepreneur on fire and decide they're going to do the exact same thing. Um, And it's like, like, what do you mean by that? So they they decide they're going to do 15 minute interviews with entrepreneurs and do them five to seven days a week. It'll build it up. And they're figuring about month three, you know, when they're probably doing 150,000 downloads a month, they'll retire and then they'll go, you know, buy an <laughs> Island somewhere or whatever. And it's like, they get to month three and they're like, Oh, this sucks. I'm going to quit. So the, the difference is here. You need to figure out, um, Your podcast should be promoting your business. You know, a lot of times, you know, maybe you don't have your own business and you work in a company, so you should figure out how it can promote your personal brand. But it's kind of like, I guess, the storefront to whatever you're doing. It's something you can use to get PR, get attention. Like, you know, otherwise Forbes and Inc. and stuff would have no reason to talk about me. Like, I don't really matter that much. But the podcast has allowed me to be able to do that. And, and to gather a lot of attention like that. So it should be kind of the, the front end of what you're doing and then differentiate, man. Like don't do the same exact thing everybody else is doing. Right. Like you guys have a great differentiator. There's not many people out there talk about being bearded and being bald. And, and I think that's <laughs> interesting because you're getting somebody's different viewpoint because there's too many people out there that are saying, oh, well, how I talk about it is different. And then it's like, well, that's great, dude. But nobody's going to take the time to listen to your content if you're not initially different off the bat. Right. You can't be the same as everybody else. Otherwise, you're promoting the podcast space and not yourself.
1: No, that's, that's great. You know, great advice, great advice. So with that, um, do not forget to go to www.acsexec.com where we can help your business grow revenues and improve profit margins. What in the hell was that all about? <laughs> so nice. that, is, that, is that how we do it, right? No, oh, that, that's how you do it, man. <laughs> uh, so
2: just so everybody's clear, um, many, many, many mistakes along the way, of course, and Beard and I are very humble um but i would have to say jeremy our top two mistakes made to this point would be a beard's middle name <laughs> b his lack of fashion sense okay so i had to get that out there? I, 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 I
0: don't know bald i think you could use some uh, some self-awareness here man you are you're just you know ragging on this poor guy i know right well, he's
2: well, a gaslighter um, Jeremy, we're we're like one tenth into the show. Just wait, bro. I'll be I'll be needing tissue paper. He's a bully, man. But I don't think people, Jeremy. Seriously, bro. Like I don't think people realize that if you want an audience, um, man, it it requires a lot of time, a major yeah. time commitment, and. and you know, you kinda, i love the way you you, you kind of threw it out there and couched the whole entrepreneur on fire. Like, yeah, man, I can, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to be. Well, you it. you got
0: to admire what John's done too. You can't knock it, but you know it worked in 2012, and since he's established, it keeps working.
2: Right. right. No. Hey, hey, I ain't knocking a brother that, that you know. If it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But what do you think? You know, I mean, if this can even be quantified, but how much time should people commit? You know, to their work uh, per episode, per podcast episode,
0: behind the scenes. Well, here's the thing. You need to be smart about it, too, because I think that we're in trouble. No, no. Well, it's from the <laughs> viewpoint of like you need to build a system around what you're doing. Right. Like right. like in terms of my podcast, sure, it started with me. But now I have you know a team that helps me with it. I have you know people that do the production, things like that. But the part where a lot of people screw up is they don't write down their process. They don't like I've documented every single step in my process written right. and also in video. Um, and, and, you know, I only used to do written and then um, I happened to connect with a guy named Dennis Yu from a company named Blitzmetrics. And he runs a massive team and the way he does it is by giving them options. They can either read it or they can view it. So I try to give people both options in, in, in training that way because then somebody's editing exactly like I would. Somebody's, you know, doing graphic design exactly like I would. So I'm getting a lot of this, this stuff done the way I want. And if you build a system, it's not going to take the amount of time that you think it would, you know, like, like I think this week, particularly just because I booked a lot of interviews, I'll probably spend about six hours interviewing this week. And that's a lot for me, um, just because this week I happen to take one day and just say, screw it and fill the day. So, um, typically that's not how it's going to be. It's a couple hours a week, man. Initially, sure. You could be doing this thing 10, 15, 20 hours a week, but if you're not building a system, you're going to keep doing that forever. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to quit.
1: Right. Well, I mean, so what I think you're I mean, saying,
0: so. So, what you're saying, and again, I, I,
2: I'm not a mathematician or anything, but in terms of if it's if it's your work, if it's your brand, if it's your um, podcast vision, you're talking, I mean, really just using, and you're talking a heavy week of six hours, we're looking at less than 1% of, of a person's existence. I mean, mm-hmm. that, yeah. about. I mean, I guess that's about right.
0: Okay. Well, the average American spends three hours watching TV every night. So, you know, right. you could cut cut that off just a little bit. You're already, you know, melting your brain anyway. Well,
1: I, Correct. Think, I think a lot of people don't get the time commitment it takes, right? Or yeah. they try to spit too much out too fast and then it just becomes, you know, one of the 600,000 out there.
0: Right. Um, well, because know. because then we get people that don't get past 20 episodes, which we, which is what we call pod fading. And, and if you
1: look at it, Scott, we made it. This is our twentieth episode. Hey, you you, you guys made it, man. We haven't made it yet. He said, "Get past twenty episodes." (laughs) Righty
2: then.
0: Well, but here's the thing: there's, uh, you know, as I said, there's 660 podcasts out there, but only 20% of those are actually still publishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of that 660,000, so there's a lot of, you know, I guess podcast bodies littered across the battlefield because people. You know they come hot out of the gate or they they don't figure out what to do with this thing and they just quit yeah you need to figure and 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 the biggest thing I, I tell people is you need to have a commitment when you get started of six months to a year and realize that you're gonna have to build this thing to yeah. put something there and then you'll start seeing a return yeah
2: well we haven't done that wrong beard i mean the only thing hot and
1: gate you've ever come out of is lax <laughs> so we're good well- if I wanted to start a podcast and didn't have much of a budget and I don't because my ex takes it all, h- how would I start or what would you suggest well
0: here here's the thing man is like you know there's so much free information out there first of all, so it's you know you could find so much but you, the, the, you need to focus on the key things here good audio you can get a uh i use a audio technica a t r twenty one hundred mic you get it on eBay for, or uh, Amazon for like sixty bucks you know it's a good mic to start with. I've done right. four and something episodes of this mic because my first mic broke about you know. That many in. So, this mic has been great. Have a good mic. Um, other thing would be, um, you know, start processing out what you're doing. Um, and if you're on Mac, um, you can do, uh, like I'm on a MacBook, you can do a lot of your editing on something called GarageBand, which comes on most Macs. And if it doesn't, it's like $4. And it's a great audio editing program. Um, other options, um, there's a a free program that I absolutely hate, and it's the bane of my existence, called Audacity. So I really wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. But if you're trying to, if you're trying to really do this on a budget, and you know you kind of like hate your friends and your family, and want to spend a lot of time trying to figure this same thing out, then sure, go for Audacity. So what do, uh, why don't
1: you like that? Because that's what
0: that's what we use. It's I Are... find it very difficult and clunky, man. Like really? I just it it annoys me. Um. So I I actually used GarageBand first, and then now we use Adobe Audition because I can yeah. pay for. Pay for a monthly membership and I can let my team use it and you know it's not a big deal. It's like I think like forty bucks a month or something like that. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. So so have that stuff in because you need to present yourself as a professional. You know, you really do. Right. And and the thing I found as well, guys, is like, you know, don't think you have to have the whole interview process figured out in the beginning. It took me 200 episodes to feel good about it, to really feel like, right. hey, I can do a good job at this. I know how to you know, redirect a question because you're going to get people on that are good at question dancing. Like you ask them the question, you're like, hey, the sky is blue today. And I'm like, right. But the question is, hey, have you seen my car? So you have to really <laughs> learn how to like redirect people so you can actually get an yeah. answer that you want to get. And, and some of that takes training. It takes time.
1: Um, or it happens with a co-host too, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's I found early on, guys, I overprepared. I don't know about you, but like I showed up with like 50 questions and then they they they, they, they felt like, you know, they had to pay bail or something at the end of it, you know, like it was a Sopranos episode right. or something. So, so it was it, it took some time and it really did. And so, you know, if you can get better at interviewing, that's really going to help you. But then the thing is to decide on a show format early on. And to me, you can get away with two episodes a week if you're doing one interview episode because you're, um, getting the positioning from having an expert on, um, and also getting access to their audience, which is really helpful. And then do a content driven episode where you kind of just, you know, riff on whatever it is you want to talk about for five, 10, 15 minutes, because it's going to help grow your thought leadership.
1: Yeah. That's a good idea. So, so we need to, up, I mean, we do about one a week. So you think we should do about two a week or? Well, you guys should have an extra episode where where, where you guys just talk about what you got on your mind. Because it,
0: should, it should help you direct some attention towards what you're growing as well. well. We might have to go
1: to explicit rating on that one. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Man,
0: I have I have explicit episodes every now and then. They're usually not because of me, but because of the people I have on. Yeah. So,
2: so with 180 to go to find our, our group, Beard, I think this is a great opportunity to ask Jeremy um, and, and I've been asked this, uh, and I know you have too, Beard, like, why don't we do video? And my response is always, well, unless you've been to the optometrist and have, you know, like, um, some really solid shades for the shiny glare off my head. And then, of course, <laughs> your face, um, I mean, goes without <laughs> saying, would, would reduce our listener um, following, you know, Jeremy, can you settle this debate and, and actually maybe nudge us in the right way? What's What's best, you know, not just for us, but for our listeners who are either a doing a podcast or b looking to do one, video or audio, does it matter?
0: Well, here's the thing: um, if I wasn't lazy, I'd do more. I'd do more video. Um, but it's it, ta- it. Well, if you're gonna do video right, <laughs> it takes a lot of commitment because that takes that six hours a week, and yeah. you need somebody that's good at audio video. Like you, you, it, it really changes the game. Um. If if you're you know doing video, so if you're gonna do video, do it right or don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Um, so it's gonna be more of an, a, a more of a commitment to do that. Me, I've always done audio because it's easier. I can do a lot with it, and um, it's not that big of a deal. And it's if you know how to repurpose content. To me, audio is better because it's kind of a lower gradient to starting, but Video can do a lot for you, man. Like there's something to be said for you sitting side by side with somebody that's a celebrity in your niche or, or whatever it may be. Right. You, you know what I mean? And, and there, there is something to be said about that. But if you're looking to start on a budget, start with somebody brand new, then just start with audio, man. Like I'm still doing audio, you know, however many, you know, almost 600 episodes in because because here's the thing I'll say to that, too. Let's say if you're reaching out to busy people, you're going to get a lot more yeses if you tell somebody it's an audio only interview because you're like, oh, OK, nobody has to look at me. I don't have to be on camera. I can do this in 20 minutes. We're good to go. Right. So you're, you're going to get a lot more yeses. And honestly, I've gotten some some hard to, um, you know, reach guests because it's like, hey, um, I don't typically do this, but I'll let you do the interview from the car. Like um, I just right. got to interview one of my favorite race car drivers, Indy car driver uh, Elio Castroneves, um, and we did his interview from Skype mobile in the car wouldn't typically recommend it because calls do drop but you don't get that opportunity
1: if you say hey Elio you got to meet me here
0: at this certain time or come to the studio it may not work
1: you know right yeah no absolutely well and I think audio I mean there's so many platforms to define the shows through audio and so if you are driving your car it's quite easy or if you're at the gym working out it's it's, it's much easier well and
0: that's the thing you want to look at as well is 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 you know, if you're driving in the car, you can't watch a video or, or you know, you and everybody around you dies. So you, you, you want to kind of think, think about that and, you know, have respect for those poor people on the road. Yeah, but you're also saying. the, the, the mind share that you're getting of people is typically when they're in the car, when they're in the gym, when they're supposed to be working, but they're not. So you want to, you want to be thinking about where your actual listener is because the consumption is about 80% still on the audio side. Yeah. I do think video is growing and it does have um, more opportunities, but there's a sh- bigger barrier to entry to that, man. Yeah, I agree. Well, the so lot of barrier pl- of it, So the barrier of entry curve.
1: I mean, what the hell would you know about a gym, Mister Triple Chin? <laughs> I know. Hey, I, I put on a little winter weight, so lay off. Okay. I'm
2: not fat. I'm big bone.
1: Uh, I'll be fine. Trust me. Um. <laughs> well,
2: consistency is trust.
1: So I'm yeah, still I know. waiting. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of platforms out there, and unfortunately, these are not the type of platforms that bald can stand on to appear taller. Um, <laughs> we started with Anchor, which we, we re- prefer
0: vertically challenged. You know? vertically you challenged gotta, you gotta okay. Thank you, you, Jeremy. Hey, man, I'm five. I'm five five. I've been fighting the fight for many years, man.
1: Oh, no, Bro,
2: we yeah. are get. We are gonna do life together.
1: <laughs> hey, man, I, I would have been Tom Brady if I was a foot taller. Well, we stacked you. You may be as tall as me, so. Um. <laughs> Special treatment. I'm three foot tall. You asshole. We, we started with Anchor, which was recently bought by Spotify. And, and if we were on Amazon, I'm sure the description of the show would say users who listen to this podcast also bought a shotgun. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> what are the best platforms out there or the must? And how do you grow your audience on each? Well,
0: to me, the best the best platform and I always recommend is, is being on uh, Libsyn because uh, to me, it's it works as an aggregator, right? Which means that I put my feed on Libsyn and I can send it out to iTunes, I can send it out to Spotify, I can send it out to iHeartRadio, gosh, I'm trying to think of where else, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud. So I put it in one place and it goes to all these different places. Um, So to me, it's the best and their stats are also really, really good so I know how I'm doing. So in in terms of that, like growth, I look at growing the overall show. So I do, you know, content marketing geared around getting people to my website, which on that individual page, it's going to have an embed player, which gives them the ability to listen on the platform of their choice. So you need to be thinking about that. Like if you go to to a show notes page for an episode for me, it's going to say listen on Spotify or listen on on, uh, Apple Podcasts, because those are the two biggest platforms out there right now. Um, Apple Podcasts has about 69, 70% of the the you know, listenership out there. Um, last I looked, Spotify had about 8.9%, which they were the second biggest. And then there's a the other percentage is owned by about 50,000 little tiny, you know, platforms that are out there. So to me, if I'm if I'm pushing people towards those two platform platforms, it makes a lot of sense. So what am I doing? I'm doing. Uh, video, uh, I use headliner app, which helps you make those like 30 to 60 second clips of the guest talking or whatever it may be. I right. do uh, long form written content marketing, which is doing very, very well on LinkedIn. Like right now, LinkedIn has been crushing it and getting me several thousand views of a podcast episode. Right. Um, and what I'm doing as well is if I'm mentioning on that on LinkedIn, I'm also removing link previews. Cause you know how, like, if you post a link on, on a platform, it generates a little preview of it. Um, if you're writing copy with it, Click the X that removes that preview because then the platform doesn't treat it as a link. So you're going to get more attention on it. So you nice. always need to be thinking, thinking in that way of how can I market this content to get more people on it. And if they're on my website, hey, I can either get them on my list um, or I can push them to the platform of their choice. So that, that really needs to be what your system looks like and getting more attention.
1: Okay. So, Libsyn, so what, what, I Lipsyn, mean, I, we we're not on that. We used Anchor kind of the same way I think you used Lipson, right? Because Anchor got us on you know, 12, 13 different platforms, uh, mm-hmm. all the ones you mentioned. Uh, and you
0: record, you get, you get, so, so I guess my understanding of anchor is a little bit different than, than how it works now. Cause how it worked it, previously, I understood like people recorded through like an anchor app and, and stuff like yeah. that.
1: Well, I think it originally was a mobile app, right? To right. Record, it was. Yeah. yeah. And so you could do it on the desktop I and mean, we found there were some issues with it that we wanted to do, but so what you guys we did like a, anchor now. Yeah. So now we just, you know, we recorded ourselves and we just okay, uploaded so that's, it to that's distribute. the same thing as, as Libsyn then. Yeah. So we just use it to distribute. So, again, it's worked out very well for us, you know. So we're on, you know, all the other platforms that are out there.
2: Well, and the other reason, Jeremy, is, um, and Beard knows this, but lip and lip shits. They kind of sound <laughs> kind of the same. And <laughs> yeah. my potential, and I'll use that word, if, you know, because I know my daughter, my oldest daughter, eldest daughter listens to this show. And I'm sure secretly so, too, does lip shits um that's his nickname so uh, the last thing i want to do is have something or promoting that's even remotely (laughs) close to his name so um but jeremy this may shock you and i know it's going to shock our listeners i'm going to give beard a huge compliment he's been (laughs) um no seriously he's been great in the short amount of time that uh we've had this podcast you know as far as selecting the guests and um the purpose behind it as far as content and how the interview goes you know 110 bro like he's he's done an amazing job um so much so much better than picking his first wife i mean <laughs> i was i was in that wedding dude jeremy i was in that wedding and like all the way up to da, 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 <laughs> was, rest in peace melt um curfew's dad <laughs> like we almost went freaking fishing like we were like let's blow out of here this is the stupidest idea he's ever got
1: Once you give that six months, you don't think that's gonna change? I got a wife, kids. Do I sound like a happy guy to you, Frankie? Yeah, there's my wife. Now, see that? Always smiling. Hi, honey. Judging, watching. Look at the baby, look at the baby. And
2: But no, we, we lent our support knowing full well. Where so so, the, so... The,
0: the, when the wedding march started playing, was it like...
1: Yes. It was that. I thought it was taps, but you know.
2: But but seriously, people do stray away from you know starting a podcast because mm-hmm. they don't know how to go about scheduling a sure. guest. And I know that sounds so trivial um, until you've actually tried to schedule a guest and um, how you fill up your shows and episodes, and that drives you know your six hours a week or one percent or what have you. But how do you go about scheduling and finding quality guests,
0: Jeremy? So the day I started this started this show, I actually started with a spreadsheet where I, I made the the top 100 people I, I most wanted to interview on my show. And I've still been working off this list and the list has grown ever since then. But, um, you know, I take some inbound guests, but, but most of the people are people I'm out going out and looking for. So I, I use a tool. Um, I originally used Calendly and if you want to use that, it's a good free option. Uh, but I've moved over to Acuity scheduler now cause it has like a whole intake form that I can do with it and it lets me have them upload their photo and all that kind of stuff to make it easier. So then it just syncs up with my Google Calendar and it, applies, it goes right on my calendar. And um, for interviews, I'm using something called Squadcast. And what it does is it creates a custom reusable link. So basically, when somebody schedules on my show, everything that needs to happen up to them appearing on the interview is totally automated. So for me, that process, I've taken that part out of it. Now, in terms of like getting guests, you need to know like what the purpose of your show is. Like why are you interviewing people? So for me, it's people that are world class at what they do. So I'm trying to go out and find people that are really, really great at, at something related to their field. So I'm trying to interview people that are, you know, professional athletes. I'm trying to interview people that are, you know, well known business people. And originally it started with figuring out how can I cold email these people and and get some luck. And it worked early on. Like my first email was to Seth Godin and he said, Hey, you know, no, but when you get to four hundred, let me know. So when we got to four hundred, we did it. Um, so you need you need to be be thinking about that as well as the follow-up. But the other thing is like knowing who you're looking for. So if you're looking to get bigger guests, it's gonna be understanding how do you reach out to a publicist, who is their publicist. So I've used a couple of different tools for that. I've used um, IMDB Pro, so Internet Movie Database Pro. Um, they have a way to basically, I think it's like 19 bucks a month, you get access to um, like publicist information, you know, speaker booking information, stuff like that. So, you know, the right person to at least pitch. And the other thing I've used is uh, contact any celebrity because um, that's pretty good, too, for getting you like those right contacts. So initially it's, it's knowing who you want to speak to, why you're speaking to them and things like that.
2: Well, Jeremy, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure, and I, I got something fresh off the wire here. I'm looking, it just popped up on my window here. Um, my <laughs> publicist, actually, it'll be in your inbox. She did go ahead and follow up with you on my availability next week to, to go ahead and come on your show. But, you know, obviously now that you've shared kind of what your target is, and um, I'd be more than happy to come on for you. You know, just... Uh, well, what, what are you world-class
0: at? Uh, cup stacking or, 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 or shotgun oh. gear or, or what?
1: I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people?
2: (laughs) No, bro. None of the above. But uh, we can talk offline. That world class Mm -hmm. and top flight athletics and And top
1: class, not world ass.
2: Go, go, hand it. No, world ass is a character (laughs) I play on this show. There's a whole other life outside of bald the ass. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I've got to really hand it to Bald, and it isn't because you usually can't reach it, but because that. That was a good question. However, we need to take a break for a few of our sponsors. And as we go into the break, we will let our, one of Jeremy's favorite tunes take us into it, if that's okay. So here is Live Like a Warrior by, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Matisse Yahoo. Did I get that right? Oh, hell yeah. All right. We'll be back. We'll be
2: back looking at your mistakes you do good they want great no matter what you give they still wanna take
1: Welcome back to #HashtagBizWithBeardo. I am back and and Scott is back, but unfortunately Scott forgot to bring his hair with him.
0: Way to go, a-hole!
1: Very funny, Beardo.
2: So, so who, (laughs) but if you were here, who's scaring the crows away
1: from the crops, bro?
2: Scotty's on fire.
1: (laughs) Well, today we have the pleasure of the podcast expert, Mr. Jeremy Ryan Slate joining us today. Welcome back, Jeremy. And just coming off a break with sponsor kind of begs a question. How do you go about monetizing a podcast?
0: Well, you know, first and foremost, it's kind of like what we've been talking about all along, like it should be aligned with your business, like it should be bringing in leads, it should be getting you attention, it should be doing those things. Um, but also, you should be looking at getting paid for your time as well, because the traditional model for sponsorship is is based off of radio and TV, who I'll tell you right now, they don't know their real numbers and they're lying to you. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> do, you know how, do you know how TV, TV numbers
1: work? I'm not sure, but I just don't.
0: It's advanced a little bit more as technology got better, but at least in the early 2000s, what it was based off of is they would call a certain number of homes in, in, a, in, a, in the country and say, what are you watching? And they would multiply by the population and be like, oh, yeah, this number of people are watching. Huh. Bullshit. They don't know. Um, kind of so- like,
1: like political polling.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's very similar in the way it well, works. All these now, people are gonna vote for Hillary Clinton. Now, one of the Who reasons they moved everybody over everybody in New York. <laughs> one one of the reasons they moved over to digital TV is they can track what you're watching more. Um, so so that's so that's one thing. Um, but really they don't know who's watching or listening. And on podcasts we actually do. So, um, the numbers are more valuable than you may think, but the traditional model is people get paid per thousand listeners and it's like you get paid like 25, 35 bucks. Like it's nothing. And most, right. the average podcast has about a hundred listeners, but those hundred listeners are pretty valuable. Um, and here's the thing you want to look at with that is charge a flat rate per episode, man. When I started, it was like 75 bucks an episode and I was just getting people to give me, you know, that low amount of money and it allowed me to invest in the show and grow the show. But you should be getting paid for your time. I don't. To me, I don't think what's called CPM or cost per thousand serves the podcaster. So, in that way, you should be looking at getting a flat rate per episode. I've used a platform called um, AdvertiseCast for a long time to hook me up with sponsors, and they're great. Um, I've loved working with them. Um, we've had a few um, brands that we've worked with in terms of sponsorship, like that have come to us either through reach out or we've reached out to them. But most of what we've done in terms of advertisers have come through AdvertiseCast. So,
2: Jeremy, I've seen um, – man, you've had some amazing guests uh, that you've interviewed over the years. Who's been the coolest guest that you can uh, share with us that that, that you enjoyed interviewing?
0: Uh, Grant Cardone
2: because I'm a super fan. Um, nice.
0: <laughs> and, it, and it was kind of cool too because I had been following up with him for the longest time, and his team always said no, no, no. And, and his, his, um, his booker that um, – You know, I don't think she's with his team anymore, but at the time she goes, you need to 10 extra numbers and we'll talk about it again. I'm like, what? So I need to do 200,000 downloads a month, huh? So (laughs) I actually ran into him at a fundraiser and he is the coolest person when you meet him in person. Like he's very much like, you know, when you meet somebody and they want to talk about you and not about themselves, that's what it was. And he was like, Hey, what do you do, man? Where are you from? Oh, you have a podcast. That's awesome. I'd love to do that. You'd love love to what? So, you know, he goes, you know, I'll reach out to uh, my assistant. We'll get it booked. And that was actually how I ended up getting on the show. Um, and it's just very cool, man, because like that's to me a lot of his viewpoint is my viewpoint. So it was very cool that to share that with um, not only with the community but also like I guess learn a little bit about his story as well, which is which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. And it's like sometimes I feel like I'm pestering people, but you really got to kind of find that angle and you know yeah you realize mm-hmm. that these are entrepreneurs and these people are busy. Man, so- they're trying to. Make- yeah. And you can't take offense that they haven't replied back to you in you know, your email in 10 minutes, or what have you. Uh, so yeah, I think just st- stick with it and uh, until they tell you no, and then, you know, make them tell you no two or three times or figure out why. Like you said, sometimes you just have to get around the publicist and get to them directly. When uh, it's
0: it's it's even like for me, like there's some people I followed up with every thirty to sixty days for years. Like I just had Dave Asprey on the show. It took me three years of follow-up, man. Yeah. Like you need to you need and and you that's why you need to have a spreadsheet because you need to track when's the last time I talked to them, how long did I talk to them, what yep. did they tell me at that time? You're not
1: gonna be able to remember all that. Yeah. Well, on that note, who was the most popular guest you interviewed? And tell us a little bit more about that interview and how you got them on the show, the nervousness nervousness you experienced and uh the actual outcome of the show.
0: So I guess when you say popularity, you're saying like the episode that did the best because the episode that did the best um, wasn't a very popular person. This is Um, how that
1: works, right? But yeah, I, no, I'm be... talking more about the most popular guests. Like, uh... who, who would you say everybody knows? Like, you know, you, you, you said Super Bowl athletes on there. Uh... You know, you
0: know I, I, I don't know because it depends on the niche you look at. Like, I guess if I said Danica Patrick, like a lot of people know her because she kind of just transcended right. motorsports. So a lot of people know who she was. She makes me feel kind of funny. Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. Um, I'm a huge football fan. Like I'm the world's biggest football nerd. So when I got to interview uh, Coach Tressel from Ohio State, that was pretty cool. So okay, uh-huh. let's
1: talk about Jim Tressel. How did that happen?
0: I uh, I am a huge Green Bay Packers fan. <laughs>
1: Are you kidding
0: me? And I am actually oh. one of the one of the very few people that was convinced to invest in a share, which I have a plaque on my wall that I own the Green Bay Packers and I get to, to vote on small things once a year. Um, so we, we get to decide if the GM keeps his job and that's about it. Um, and uh, my favorite player for years was A.J. Hawk. Okay. And uh, I reached out to AJ on Instagram. We had him on the show and he was a blast, man. I was nervous as hell for that interview because he was like my favorite football player. And he was like the coolest guy. He's like, hey, bro, how's it going? So it was it was very cool. And then he just talked a lot about Coach Trestle. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to write a nice email to Coach Trestle because he's um he's not at Youngstown State anymore. I don't know which – I forget which university yeah, he's at. I'm trying to remember too. But he's actually the president um, of a school, of a of a university now after he's moved on from Ohio State. And because uh, he's originally at Youngstown, so I, I, he may be back there again. I don't remember. But um, so I, I wrote him a, an email about all the nice things AJ Hawk said about him, and you know that I just really appreciated. And I kind of wanted to learn more about the man himself. He's like, yeah, let's let's do it. And that's actually how I ended up getting Coach Tressel. on, was just because it came from this this viewpoint of, hey, I just I really admire what you've done. You know, were there some things he got in trouble for in college football? Sure. You know, things happen. There are recruiting issues. There are things that happen. But you got to admire what the guy's done. Um, the only oh, college yeah. football team since. Um, since the turn of the 19, the, uh, 1900s to go 18 and 0. Like it's, it hasn't happened before. So yeah. it was kind of very cool there.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you bring up a couple of good points and you made mention how you approach some of these guests. I heard you say Instagram, you've emailed, you've made calls, you've got to get on all the platforms and find yep. out what is the platform that they are looking listening and responding to and, and stick with it.
0: Yeah, no, 100% too. And, and then you need to be working on your social presence in a lot of these places too, because I think it's helped me to get responses on Instagram because I have a, you know, I don't have a huge following, but it's sizable. We're over 30,000 on there. So like building up your accounts does help you to get a higher response rate. You know right. what
1: I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So Jeremy, since we're talking about, you know, your past guests, um, and let's tie that to, to any journey that, that any of us go on, whether it be personal or, or business, or otherwise. Um, some of us have uh, experienced more than our fair share of challenges and obstacles, but can you share any obstacles that you've encountered along the way and, and how you overcame or overcome them?
0: Um, Gosh, I guess an obstacle I encountered last year, I think it was like October, November or something like that was, um, iTunes changed their terms of service and my podcast got kicked out for seven days and it freaked me out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Everything I built is done. So that was scary as hell. So, <laughs> um, did some research, opened a support ticket. Um, I found out they were just getting more strict about what you could have in your subject line. So I had, you know, the create your own life show with Jeremy Ryan Sleet, um, which apparently they only want the create your own life show there now. Um, so they were actually like, just kicking you out. You know, The only way you found out is you'd search for your show on iTunes and it was just gone. You'd be like, oh my God. So I thought that everything I created was just done. So from that, I actually made a couple of videos like teaching people about like, Hey, you know, what should I do with the way I'm submitting my show on iTunes to make sure I'm like remaining on the up and up. Um, and you know, like I said, a week later I was back in, but that was scary as hell, man. Cause I thought everything I'd spent three years building was gone.
1: Yeah. Well you got kicked That's, out. We couldn't get on because of that. Uh, that happened to us, too, and it was around that mm-hmm. time we had not been made that platform yet, and we were trying to get on, and they wouldn't allow us on there. But it was because of that. we had our names in the in the headline or whatever, and they called it something different. And being technologically advantaged you know advantaged as I am, I couldn't understand what the hell they were wanting. And I'm like, come on, just speak layman's terms to me. Tell yeah. me what I'm doing wrong. And they're you know, they're speaking in Apple, and I have no clue. And it was very frustrating, but yeah. Well,
0: and, and, and that's why like, I, I just had uh, Jason Katzen back on the show um, last week. That's He's the co-founder of The Amazing Selling Machine that teaches people to sell on Amazon. And he's always telling people, hey, don't become platform-dependent because people are like, oh, I'm going to build a business on Amazon and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, if Amazon decides to shut you down, you're done. And it's the same thing with Apple, man. Like They own a huge share of the podcast space, so you need to not be platform-dependent. Right. You need to have different places where people can listen to you because if it does happen that you're shut down and you're shut out, it is done. You, yeah. you need to be on other platforms. Oh, yeah, Who yeah, the yeah.
2: hell would name their kid beard or bald anyway? Like that was the most <laughs> goofy experience. That yeah, was I mean, really weird. Thankfully, it was right coming right out of the gates. But it's like, no, that's not our name, dipshit. Like my name's not bald, and he's not beard. You know, so whatever. But yeah, hey, man, it,
0: it's just it's just like one of my good friends that, that thought Nostradamus' name was Notre Dame. And I'm like, what are we talking about, the fighting <laughs> Irish here? <laughs>
1: Well, Jimmy, you've got a company called Command Your Brand. Tell us more about that and what you do.
0: So what we actually do is uh, we're a PR firm for the podcast space. And I I like to separate it and say we are not podcast bookers because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get booked on some podcasts. It's like, great, man. Have fun with that. Um, (laughs) What we actually do is. We decide who your target public is, we figure out what shows they listen to, who are their opinion leaders, and um, then we start looking at shows in that area. We actually go through a coaching process with all of our clients, nailing down what we call story messaging call to action. So not only do you appear on the right show, um, but you appear on that show as the type of guest you need to be. And then we actually get our clients booked on those shows and um, you know, teach them content marketing and stuff like that too, because there's so much you can do with an episode after it's out most people think it just stops at the live episode and you just kind of sit back and wait for your leads. And it's like, sure, you're going to get some attention. You're going to get some leads, but you need to also use this piece so you can use it, mm-hmm. use it in all your marketing. You can use it to make your ads convert better. You can use it in your funnel. You can remarket it to your own database. You can create blog content in your website. Like there's all different things you could be doing with this. You're short sighted if you're thinking it ends at the interview.
1: Yeah. It's a uh, pulling short form content from your long form content, yep. the, the mm-hmm. Gary V model, correct? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. So, so Jerry, shout out to hey, you, man. Gary V. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah,
2: like he needs it from us. Um, <laughs> so, you know, from what I gather, you you not only do podcasts. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot that you do, but uh, public speaking is just one, one of those things. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite to- topic to speak on, man? And, and how did you get into public speaking, you know? You know, beginning? it's just
0: – so it's interesting because for me, my my – Um, like jump into public speaking was kind of like being thrown into the fire. And in uh, 2015, I went to, uh, I did an exchange with Rotary International. Um, It's um, called the group study exchange. Basically, they take people that um, have careers here in America and they, um, that are, you know, in their early twenties or whatever, and they send them to another country. In this case, it was Peru. Um, And then Peru does the same thing where they send people that are, you know, newer in their careers to America to learn about it. So it was kind of interesting, but now here's the thing you go to 35 rotary groups all over Peru and you have to talk about yourself and your business in front of lots of people. So I had to very quickly get comfortable with that. So for me it was kind of very much being thrown into the fire. Um, you know, the more podcasts I've done since then, it's, I feel like it's made me a better speaker, but most of the time I'm talking about PR, I'm talking about branding, I'm talking about podcast growth. I'm talking about things in, in that realm because, you know, they really line up with, with what I'm doing. Um, I don't like to talk about things that, it, that I don't feel I'm an expert on because it's, it just doesn't have as much value to the person listening.
1: Right. Well, you have your master's and undergrad from Seton Hall, <laughs> right? Yeah. And studied British literature over a several-month program at the University of Oxford?
0: Yeah, new college. Yeah.
1: All right. So, unlock uh, my friend who spent most of his college career in bed, bars, and with babes, what kind of student was uh, Jeremy Ryan Slate? Jeremy, before
2: you answer that, hold up. <laughs> we, we believe we believe in fair and balanced on this show. Plenty news. So, well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I, I just need to respond before you actually answer the question. So, just so we're clear, everybody, character or otherwise, the time spent in bed was not with babes, and the time uh-huh. spent in bed was because of the recovery necessary for all the activity at the rec center. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Jeremy.
0: Wow, (laughs) I I don't even know what side in that to take, man. Like, do do I do I thank you or feel sorry for you or or what? So, any anyway. Tell me that you're special. um, Just believe,
2: brother. Just believe.
0: Coming coming back around. um, Anyway, um, gosh, dude, I was like a super nerd in school. Um, I I didn't do anything but study. I didn't do anything. You know, I was a a power lifter, so I was doing like competitive stuff, not through my school um, on the side, Um, but. I have my master's in early Roman empire propaganda. Apparently like that's a thing and they're, they're, they're definitely not hiring. Um, So So what made you you go down that road? I just kind of, I did a path that I wouldn't really recommend. I just kept studying things I was interested in. And then you get to the end, you're like, Oh, I have a degree. Now what do I do with this? (laughs) Nothing. 800 Um, 800 credits later. (laughs) Yeah, man, you needed 124 credits or something like that to graduate. And I realized that the price for 12 credits and 18 credits was the same. Like they, they had like kind of this point. So I just took 18 (laughs) credits every semester. Um, so I graduated like 160 credits. Um, (laughs) and it was kind of like, just because I could. Is that 159 more than Scott? (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, I was a super nerd, man. Like, um, but it's, it's funny because, like, people that know me know, like, I'm very in shape and very athletic, so they think I'm an idiot. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they realize, oh, wow, this guy knows about, you know, the myth of Sisyphus and all these other interesting you things. You the so, meathead myth Look at you? I'd I, like... I, I look like a total meathead, man. But it turns <laughs> out I, you know, probably know more than your grandfather about a lot of things.
2: <laughs> well, oh, Jeremy, great. hey, you won't need 160 uh, college credit hours for this, but we like to play a game <laughs> on here. Um, it's a game Does of like speaking game. and uh we like to round out the show If, if you don't mind i'd like to ask you 10 questions and i would like for you to answer these questions as quickly as possible fair enough sure all right here we go hunter or gatherer hunter superpower invisible or flying flying why yeah why
0: how freaking cool would it be to be in the sky man like come on
1: yeah, I don't
0: know. Not near as cool to be invisible. <laughs> I'd, I'd be I'd be shit in my pants being up that high, but it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but see, if you were invisible, nobody would know you were shitting in your pants. Yeah, the... I, don't know, I don't know. I feel like the shit would still be visible. Anyway. <laughs> Favorite actor. Favorite actor? Yes, sir. Gerard Butler.
2: Favorite movie? 300. Hmm. I think we know the answer to this next one. Star Wars or Star Trek or both? Star Wars. Nah, boy. Did you see the
0: new trailer?
1: I did. Yeah? Are you excited?
0: I'll, I'll be there for opening night dressed like
1: an Ewok. <laughs> Why an Ewok? <laughs> it, I, I, it, was a fire. Fire.
0: it was the first thing that came to my mind, man. Probably not an Ewok, but it was just like uh, uh, something Star Wars. Oh, Ewok.
2: What was the last gift you gave somebody?
0: Shoot. Probably, apparently, I don't give enough gifts. Um, I took my wife to dinner.
2: Aww. Celebrity crush, on that note. (laughs) I don't really have one. I don't really care about celebrities. Nice. New York or Chicago-style pizza? New York, though I do love Chicago-style. Spirit animal.
1: Jackalope. You serious, Clark? (laughs) 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 Jackalope. Is that not real? (laughs) Oh
0: shoot! Jackrabbit uh, antelope cross, man. <laughs> oh
2: lord, I'm gonna stick with Jack Rabbit. Favorite <laughs> podcast? Gonna... Deprived...
0: My spirit animal is Charlie Sheen. Anyway, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tiger blood, baby. Are you known? Favorite podcast besides your own?
0: Hardcore history.
1: Wrong answer. No. Damn it. You didn't say us. <laughs> <laughs> what are you expecting me to say? Dude, there's probably a lot That's of a good reasons. Oh, dude, I, I
0: don't listen to anything business-related. I listen to Hardcore History. I listen to, like, storytelling stuff. I listen to some weird podcasts, man.
1: Who's Hardcore History? What is that?
0: Dan Carlin. Um, He takes, and he does podcast episodes that are, like, six or seven hours. Um, And he le- releases them, like, four times a year, where he'll, like, tell the story about something. He'll be like so alexander was coming down the battlefield
1: and it, it's just very <laughs> cool very cool stuff that is cool
0: cool you like get done and you feel like yeah it's, it's like i don't know if you've ever seen the movie alexander but you get done and you're like dude i feel like i worked that movie with colin farrell it's kind of that type of experience that's cool
1: really cool i'll we'll have to check it out uh jeremy we've really enjoyed having you on and sharing your story and your journey thank you for playing along and we'd love to have you back um is there anything you want to plug before we go
0: um, well, if people are looking to grow their brands by being a guest on top rated podcasts, we actually put together an awesome worksheet for you. And I know it's changed my life and it's changed a lot of our clients lives. So I really want them to take advantage of this. And that's over at commandyourbrandmedia slash checklist. And that'll teach them how to locate the right shows, put together their pitch and also put together what they're going to say on the show.
1: So command your brand slash media checklist. And your
0: well, Jeremy, I know
2: for one, you've changed my life today, but before <laughs> beer tries to duck bullshit, out, we need to ask. Interview. No, bro, for real. We need to ask you one more very important question. And we ask this question to all of our guests at the end of every show. Um, and, you know, just a little sideline bar. It's time to put bald back on top. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it is. It's that time of the show that we ask, which look you like better, beard or bald? Now, before you answer, depending on what our guests pick, beard or bald the answer will determine who hosts the podcast next week and at the end of the year i will either have to shave my beard and my head or scott will have to grow a beard and wear a comb over so jeremy what's it gonna be bro beard or bald
0: well i, I gotta tell you man like if i could have a beard i would so i gotta say beard hey. i just i just you know <laughs> once a month i shave but that's you know wow. about all that happens to me Thank even you even though so your well. wife
2: is in the 40 percent, you want a beard <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think a beard would be pretty sweet,
1: man. Right. But I yeah. want like a, I want like a, like a,
0: a Tom Hanks in that movie where he was lost on an island beard. That was oh, be kind of cool. That was
1: sticking out there. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well, with that answer, beard is back on top for the first time this year. I have been behind the whole time, so thank you for coming to your senses, like so many others have. been. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, you got to braid that thing, man. Yeah,
1: no, I, I have actually. I put, I've done that for my daughter a couple times. So.
2: <laughs> you just need to shave that thing. <laughs>
1: Uh, before we go, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe at anchor.fm slash biz with beard and bald, then share it with your friends on all your social media pages.
2: Don't forget friends while you are there, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or even a past episode, um, and help support this show, all you have to do is hit listener support and we could feature you or your business at the beginning of that show or any
1: show. Jeremy Ryan Slate. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, go out there and follow uh, Jeremy on his podcast, the Create Your Own Life Show. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, and you can also follow him on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, right? And yeah, well, and the address for the Command Your Brand again. You go, go command
0: Command Your Brand dot Media slash Checklist. There you go. And
2: hey Beard, you know, um, on a serious note, if if you want to learn about starting your own podcast, don't forget, and I just wanna share this with everybody as well, you can actually go out to Jeremy's website as well at Jeremy and that's an slate.com. Jeremy R Y A N Jeremy Ryan Slate dot com. Um and you can sign up for some amazing training and webinars. I know I will. Um and Jeremy, thanks again, man. Um, you know, whether you uh lost your senses or not, you know, just remember, bald is beautiful, brother.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. Hey, no, thank you for coming on. And, yes, definitely go out and do one of his webinars I have. And it's done uh, wonders for us here on this show. So, again, Jeremy, thanks for letting me be a part of that as well.
0: Absolutely, guys.
1: All right. So there you have it, friends. Another show is in the books. But never fear, beard and bald will always be here. So until next time, same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag biz with beard and bald. Remember, every genius idea starts with a stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you could drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you were very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.